Welcome in to a, another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Same guys as usual, Frankie Cardicelli, myself, Chris Watkins. Uh, Frank, let's just get right into it. The Kings had an incredible game last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. How fun was that? How are you doing? Christopher, happy Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. Uh, feels good. Feels good. It was fun being at the uh, the arena last night. It was a, I won't say, a, a, I think there was 14,000 stands, so not not a, yeah. a full house, but yeah. it was loud. It was loud, and the Kings played a very good Cleveland Cavaliers team. It was a game I think you and I were, were talking about uh, at dinner before the game about how we both felt pretty bad, pretty bad. about it. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. And it's unfortunate that we feel that way because we're conditioned as Kings you know, growing up fans slash now people who cover the team for a living, we are conditioned to think worst case scenario after things that we've seen over the past week, like the referees stealing a couple of games from the Kings, which I know we'll probably share our thoughts on that a little later. But the fact that we went into last night's game just feeling bad about it was was kind of it kind of made it more sweet. The fact that the Kings came out right. and played maybe one of their best complete performances of of Sacramento Kings basketball that I can remember seeing in recent memory. So I woke up today feeling very encouraged, excited to come in here and talk about it. And I don't know, things are looking up, especially look at the schedule coming up. The schedule coming up opens up a little bit, but how about you? How are you feeling after last night's win over Cleveland? Right. I mean, you kind of stated it there. Like you really can't feel bad about it. And it, it was one of the more improbable wins that I can remember from a Kings team. Usually it's not, you know, De'Aaron Fox stated earlier this year and it's, it's no, it's not breaking news, but good teams beat good teams. And if the Kings wanted to be considered even a decent team, uh, they were going to have to win some games that they were unexpected or you know, they might've not even expected them to win. Uh, but that's exactly what they did. I mean, they took care of business, and it was not a fluky win at all. It wasn't, uh, as we've seen uh, in the past, what, two of the last five games the Kings have played have come down to uh, controversial calls at the end. It didn't come down to anything like that. Like, the Kings straight up took a very – we were just talking with Jason Ross right before we started uh, recording here, and we were talking about that third quarter where – what you said, fifteen of seventeen? I didn't realize that. Jay. I didn't at and all. When, when you're at the game, you know we're we're making. No, I mean, I don't. Right. I'm not. I don't have a box square on my face the whole time. But I remember feeling, wow, Cleveland's not missing many shots here. And Jason says, yeah, I think they didn't even miss a shot, or maybe miss one or two. They shoot fifteen of seventeen in the third. They went on to shoot fifteen of seventeen, which is eighty eight percent from the field. And the Kings only get outscored by seven points. I don't know. If that happens last year, it definitely doesn't happen last year. But I mean, I don't, I just don't understand how you get to a point where that isn't an issue, and we're at that point right now. The Kings are able to withhold or withstand a fifteen to seventeen field goal percent, a field goal field goal performance. It's just it doesn't make sense, right? And it wasn't even just that that was like the the Kings had so many stats last night that made no. I mean, total rebounds. The Kings got killed 51 to 33. You're not going to win many games when you're out rebounded by almost 20 rebounds in a game. Like it was insane. I think uh there was points where it was like 40 to 10 like 17 rebound advantage like it, points in the paint. Points in the paint 60, was another like, exactly. 64 to 40 the Kings got just 
dominated. All and I I I say this all doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't when you think about how the Kings have played in recent memory. It doesn't make sense that the Kings right. won this game, but that speaks to right. the fact that this team found a way. They had great ball movement last night. Thirty assists against nine turnovers, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That is noteworthy to me. The mm-hmm. fact that the Kings were taking care of the basketball. Cleveland was not taking care of the basketball. The Kings shot 43% from three, hit 17 threes. That is significant. They got great play from their bench. It's just that's kind of what the difference is here, and it makes it sustainable to— Right, to, that's the word. You can withstand getting destroyed in the paint, on the glass— that's a concern, mind you. The Kings are going to have to figure out a way to bring in some rim protection or, or better rebounders because that, that's not going to happen every night, obviously. But they beat a Cleveland Cavaliers team that came into the night 8-2 and two, that played very well. Other than their 18 turnovers, they did shoot 50% from the field, 42% from three. They're the second-best three-point shooting team in the league, by the way. 85 from the free throw line. They did everything right. Mm-hmm. And it, yet the Kings came out on top. Right, and that's... Something I've been clamoring for all year, and it I was starting to believe it was maybe just an unrealistic goal that I had, but it didn't feel like the Kings had had a game all year where they had mo- like four, five, six, seven, eight people playing well on the same night. It was kind of De'Aaron's carrying us, Malik's having a good game, Herter's on fire, Keegan maybe had a good game, but then, yeah, Sabonis would have 12, Harrison has had his struggles, uh, you know, Rashawn has obviously had his struggles. Last night, the Kings had Malik Monk with 14, Trey Lyles with 16 off the bench, De'Aaron finished with 15, Herter 14, Sabonis 21, Murray 14, HB 20. Like, that's seven guys I just rattled off that had more than 14 points. That's that's a team effort. And to your point, like, against a Cavs team who is one of the best in the league, and that's a night where you have to have that collective effort if you're going to take down a beast like that. And they, they, the Kings showed up like they, they yeah. rose to the occasion and they showed up. And how many times have, have the Kings been on the opposite end of this, or at least we feel like they're on the opposite end of this, where it's like, that's a team that they should take care of business against. And it usually never works out the opposite for the Kings where the Kings are the spoilers. Um, and usually they're the ones who are losing to Atlanta and Detroit and OKC and all these teams that are worse than them. It feels good to be like, the how the hell did they do that team? Yeah, like you said, complete effort. And I think we've all been waiting for the Harrison Barnes outburst. Awakening. Awake, awakening <laughs> right. to happen. And we got it. I mean, if you look at what he did last night, it's very reminiscent to what he did last year. 20 points, only 6 of 8 shooting, took 8 shots, scored 20 points. Uh, 2 of 4 from 3. Nine rebounds. He's been a great rebounder this year. That's one thing that Mike Brown pointed out pregame that, yeah, he's been struggling offensively, but he did control the glass for the Kings last night, and he is a decent rebounder for his career. Uh, Two steals. So, I mean, he looked like himself last night, and that had not happened yet. We had not seen the Kings, and we still haven't really seen the Kings play a game where Fox is doing Fox things like a 30-point night. Fox was quiet at 15, but Sabonis is is continuing to have strong performances offensively. The 21 points led, led the team, but... Having Barnes and Keegan Murray both kind of doing their roles at the same time, we have yet to really see that. Right. Keegan Murray last night looked like back to himself. Right. 14 points, he knocked down four three-pointers, and Barnes, 20 points. So if you have both of those guys contributing at the same time, it makes the Kings so much more dangerous, in my opinion, because, like you said, they went seven deep last night, and all those guys finished double figures. And even right. the guys that, that didn't go double figures, and, right. and Shemezi Metu and Davion Mitchell, they had... I would say positive contributions. Mm-hmm. 
Davion Mitchell played a majority of the fourth quarter to try and slow down Donovan Mitchell. Did it work perfectly? No, no one really could slow him down, but he he did enough to put the Kings in position to win the game. So when you have everybody doing their jobs at the same time, and maybe nobody came out and had that, again, like Dom, no one put up 38 last right. night. It wasn't like De'Aaron's game against Orlando or um, HB's games last year against uh, the the Suns where he had 30. No one had a huge, like, whoa, game. But everybody just did their role, mm-hmm. did their part, and that was enough. And those are the kind of wins that coaches, I think, would much rather see. I mean, personally, I would much rather see the, the Kings put together a team effort than, yeah, feel like, oh, yeah, De'Aaron really carried us today. And, you know, it's great for your own personal narrative. But uh, I like to see games where, yeah, Domas is our leading scorer with 21, but also has six assists. Um, and by the way, like, how about Domas here putting together, you know, start, he started off the season very uh, – slow I guess is the word to use it it seemed like he was struggling to kind of figure out how to get himself offensively uh, you know scoring wise involved early in the season I think he might have been a little wrapped up in in the offense flowing through him and trying to find other people's games but uh the past I don't have his stat lines in front of me but it's, it feels like the past two or three games he's really kind of settled in to to where he's going to be as a scorer do you feel the same way yeah absolutely I mean even like you said, the sample size, four games. But over the past four games, 22 points per game, 10.5 boards, 6.5 assists, 1.3 steals, 55% from the field. How about he, that line, though? How about that? What line? The free throw line. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so over the past uh, two games, he is shooting... Small sample size, but... He's shooting 18 of 20, which I believe I looked up last night. It's 90 math. 18 of 20 should be 90%. Because if you it is. multiply wow. it by five, right? I got Dude, look, okay. I, I can do that. Okay. That's like that's like the most difficult math. Well, I'm an idiot, do. but ninety percent, and that's twenty free throw attempts. I'm not sure. We'd have to do some research, but the, right. him shooting ninety percent over twenty free throw attempts can't be. I don't think it's something he's done very often over right. the past couple of years. So the fact that he took that five and twelve performance from the Orlando game and used that as motivation, and same with the Aaron Fox. I mean, if it, mm-hmm. while we're talking about free throw shooting. His whole um, career has been motivation because De'Aaron – I feel like De'Aaron's heard that he's been a bad – he's been a bad free throw shooter since he stepped in the league. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a 72% career free throw shooter, and that's, as a guard, not ideal. Definitely not. But since going 3 of 6 against the Clippers on October 22nd – Second game of the season. De'Aaron Fox is shooting 94% from the free throw line. That's like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry – type numbers it, it's I think he missed one last night or no he made both he missed he went 10 of 12 against the Warriors which again that's 83 83 percent if you if right. you're going 10 to 12 from the line I'll I mean it. unless you're Steve Nash James Harden right yeah that that is completely acceptable so the fact that you have both of those guys who I think we talked about a couple weeks ago how they're hurting you having them on the floor late in games with the candidate free throws it's now turned into for now a strength right so again Everything went right for the Kings last night. Everything went right for them. It's It was a complete effort, a complete win. Uh, did anything else kind of stick out to you last night, or are you kind of... Yeah, I mean, the I, you actually made made a great point during the game. Uh, you asked me, like, why is Fox not in the game down the stretch? And my response was, well, I think Davion's playing... I think Mike Brown, and I kind of do agree, and you just touched on it, that Davion was playing good defense on Donovan Mitchell, 
And so it kind of made sense a little bit to where he's like, we need stops. Let's put in Mitchell and not Fox. But you made a great point of Kevin Herter was having a pretty off night at that point. Uh, Put in Fox and have them both play at the same time. Mike Brown didn't do that. He stuck with Davion. I think it was Davion, Monk, Herter, Barnes, and Sabonis were on the floor for uh, the middle half of that fourth quarter. And I don't – Fox checked in – I believe two, at the – 230, 2.40? 2.42 mark. And it was a two-point game. Right. And it was a two-point game at that point. It was just interesting. I mean, it didn't end up Mike biting Mike Brown in, in the arse at all. Uh, you know, it, it clearly the Kings came up with the result. They managed to keep the lead, and De'Aaron came in and, and sealed the game. So I guess it all went according to Mike's plan, but that's all hindsight being twenty twenty. In the moment, it felt pretty insane, right? Like you're teetering on the edge, right? The way, and I, I, I think I think Matt George said Mike Brown's getting a little cute with this, which I guess is a good way to put it too. It's like, okay, this isn't really like a team that should be in a position to do things like this. This is right. something that like the Warriors could could do right. like a year Play ago, the hot hand, right? Or the Bucks if if they're on a really good run against right. I don't know the Hawks or the Celtics, like they were beating them by three, and Giannis wasn't on the floor, and and. Putin Hole just like, okay, we're right. just going to ride this out. The Kings needed to win. Like, they need to win every game. Right. Like, the, every game is, I don't want to say a must win, but I, when you're fighting the uphill battle the Kings are fighting, having De'Aaron Fox out in a close game that he's healthy, because, again, our first thought was, is he injured? Right. Is he hurt? Right. So just the fact that he was on the bench, they were able to pull out a win, uh, it speak again. It kind of makes it more sweet because it's it's the polar opposites there. If if they lose the game, that's what we're that's talking, what we're about, talking about exactly. But they win the game and it's like okay, they they rode that lineup. It worked out, and then Fox came in and I think he had a big steal with thirty seconds left. And, Huge. And uh, we're sitting here and we get to talk about it the right. the positive the right. positive avenue of that. But interesting, yeah. Interesting. And I th- I thought De'Aaron played good defense too when he came in. I thought uh, he. I don't know if De'Aaron took it personally, but he definitely took to task that I, I think he, I mean, he had the steal on Donovan Mitchell and then he also uh, stopped Donovan completely um, when he drove the, I can't remember how much time was left, but it was a key, a key possession for the Cavs and Donovan tried to drive, take a Euro step. De'Aaron was in cut his face off. the whole That's time. Right. He cut him off right. uh, on his move into the key. Fresh and legs, I'm sure helps with that. Yeah. I mean, he, he only played uh, five minutes in the fourth. Which would be the one, two, three, four, five, sixth or seventh. I think six players played more than him in the fourth. Wow. Um, and he scored zero points. So you win a you win a basketball game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, right. who probably be the top three, four seed in the East. And De'Aaron Fox scores zero points in the fourth quarter. Yep. And they it, they blew them out in the fourth. I mean, what they had a four point lead going into the fourth quarter and one by seven. So. Yeah, you know, they, not only did they they hold, but they they kind of excelled. If I'm not mistaken, I think they, they, I think beat, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. The game got away from them for a little bit, didn't it? I mean, I think they, didn't Cleveland take a yeah? They took, yeah, it they was 99-105. They took a six point lead with eight right. minutes left. And that was the point where I remember thinking things well, this, could be bad. This was fun, right? And they battled. And it's the same morale victory BS right. that we talk about every time we speak about the yep. Kings. Okay, well they were in it. Right. That's like to see them compete. And I think I was guilty. I said that 
probably three times last it's night. It's like the adorable, like, oh, that's like when you're playing like your right. cousin on the driveway. No, that's adorable. Like you right. hit a jumper because right. I gave you a little you're space. You're playing the 21. Oh, you're it's, not scoring it's again. 15 to 17. Oh, when did that happen? Yeah, it's like you're right. not going to score again. But then it's like, oh, right. now my you know cousin's like right. punking me. But <laughs> it, it, it was for a second kind of like we were getting that treatment. Like, oh, they, they're they going to go ahead and take over now. Right. And they didn't. And you look at how they answered back. Malik Monk was a huge part of that. Someone I don't think we've talked about too much yet. Malik Monk has, in my opinion, and we're going to have awards later, obviously, but not to spoil it. But yeah, he he's been, in my opinion, the the most impressive king over the past week or so, and it comes at a time when the Kings really needed him. They needed bench production. I think last week we sat here talking about the fact that the Kings don't have much bench production and definitely no consistency from their bench because I think we were talking about how. Malik was struggling. Davion Mitchell was struggling. Well, over the past four games, Malik Monk has completely flipped the switch. 18 points per game. Five and a half assists. He is the third best distributor on the team right now, I believe, by the numbers. I mean, I think he might be move. He might be second. I think Fox might have fallen to third. But five assists per game, 50% from the field, 44% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. He's doing everything. And last night I asked him... Uh, if he felt uh, comfortable being a distributor in the in in the second unit, and he said that he thinks that opposing defenses they expect him to score, they expect him to shoot the basketball, and kind of maybe I would again I compare it to Buddy Hield a lot, but kind of what we saw from Buddy, right. be got, a ball hog, getting just, his he, people expect him to essentially be a ball hog, yeah, getting just, his. I mean, and you see it sometimes. I think Malik had a really terrible like floater falling away from the hoop yesterday. I hate those. I remember? That's, right. a, that's a one thing I, in, in right. Golden State he did that too. That's the one thing I right. don't love. I, he keeps trying to kind of establish that floater game. Right. Not really a strong suit in my right. opinion. He's great at the rim and he's a good three-point shooter. But right. he said that he, he thinks that he needs to take on that role because defenses are honing in on him. And when he does give off that, that vibe, he's going to be hogging the ball. Defenses close in, frees up other people because he had some really good passes last night. So... When you have him in the second unit doing what he does, you have people like Trey Lyles contributing. Mm-hmm. The bench, I'm not going to say, is there, and this is what we're going to get. They still need more, some some more work, but it's encouraging to see guys like Lyles and Monk play play well. I think you saying that about Malik makes me think of what Mike Brown said last night about what the scouting. So what he's been telling his players is – Mike Brown obviously was the assist, assistant coach and defensive coordinator for the Warriors last year. And he's been telling his players what, as the defensive coordinator, his scouting report of the player of the players that are currently on the roster, uh, what what they would scheme against them when going against them. And Mike said last night that he told Trey Lyles, hey, when when we would go against you, we would say, just play back on him because he's going to pump fake and he's going to drive. And so now he's told Trey, let that mf or fly, as I believe was That's his direct said. quote. MF, said. Let that mf or fly. Uh, and we've seen that. We've seen Trey do that. I say all this to say, I wonder if he told Malik a very similar thing where it's like, hey, man, like we people know that you're trying to get yours and you sometimes might overextend yourself to get yours. Instead of when you feel like things are getting tough, instead of really trying to force it, dish it off. I don't know. I, just when when you said that, it definitely made me think like it is an evolution of, of Malik's game. I feel like we're seeing this year. Yeah, I mean he is playing smart. 
And that's the thing. I mean, the, t- the turnovers are down over the last three games to turn the ball over two times. So high assist numbers. And again, we talked about last night, 30 assists as a team, nine turnovers. De'Aaron Fox, zero turnovers, eight assists. The fact that they are trimming down on the turnovers, something that we saw. And again, during Golden, the Golden State game, I remember thinking, watching what the Warriors were doing, how crazy they were throwing the passes. And they were, they were mm-hmm. very wild and not... It looked kind of like the Kings looked last year, and it was it's just kind of like you notice that difference between those offensive styles, and it's just like, okay, the Kings are taking a step up. They're not being right. kind of the, okay, we're going to throw flashy mm-hmm. garbage passes just to try to make something happen here, force force things that aren't there. That's huge. A little Freaky Friday situation going on? A little Freaky Friday, yeah. You know? <laughs> we're, uh, are we Lindsay Lohan or Jamie Lee Curtis? We're Lindsay Lohan. No, I we're, feel like we're probably not movie Lindsay Lohan. We're probably actual Lindsay Lohan, yes. if that makes sense. She's making a comeback, by the way. See, she's coming out in like a Christmas movie. Kings are making a comeback. Christmas, Christmas time. It's Christmas, it's Christmas time. time. <laughs> <laughs> in unison, are the right. Kings Lindsay Lohan? As Lindsay Lohan makes a comeback, keep listening to the Return of Roar podcast <laughs> and find out. We're gonna find out. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna deep dive on this. We're gonna keep happy, tracks on this. Happy holidays. Uh, looking at last night or. Uh, after last night's game, I did check the the standings, and I did as well. I was surprised that the Kings have a minus one point two point differential. Mm-hmm. That is the eighth best in the Western Conference. They are right now essentially a top, like they are playing like a top eight team, mm-hmm. and they've lost some close games. I mean, you look at their their schedule. They the opening night game against Portland to me at this point, in in my opinion, is now the most disappointing loss because of the fact that I think I feel like the Kings are better than Portland. Portland's played well this season. Mm-hmm. I still feel like the Kings are better than Portland. Um, lost by seven. The Clippers by two. The Warriors game was uh, the first one a five point loss. Uh, the only bad loss they have so far Memphis. that was by more than seven points was the Memphis game. Fifteen, right? Again, yeah, the game they were in. Right. So, looking at the fact that. Maybe they're not winning by a lot of points yet, but they're in every game. They are that close. And last night was one of those games where I thought about it again. They're so close to breaking through, and they broke through. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how encouraged are you by that? Are you? Do you feel like that is that's accurate? The one point two differential and the fact that they're top eight. Do you feel like that's accurate of where they they should be right now? It feels like we're kind of like. We're at a turning point for sure. It. I remember last year when they made the trade for Sabonis, even though him and Fox didn't play too many games last year, specifically like that Chicago game last year. I just remember feeling like, oh, this is different because, again, we're competing now. Like It felt like we could compete with anybody on a nightly basis. And to start the season, you felt that in some aspects of time, but it didn't feel like the entire game – they were matched to this higher level um, of team. Now it feels like they're finally at that point where they were last year with this new group of guys to where they're competing every single night and every single night. I think, did you say, you might have said it off air, you might have said it on air, I can't remember, but uh, where it feels like they could kind of win any night. Like it doesn't feel out of the question for them to pull out a game. I mean, if they win one or both of the Miami and the controversial Miami and Warrior games, like I think that makes us feel a whole lot better about this team. They're six and four then at that point, and we're feeling like this team again can 
beat just about anybody because at that point they would have beaten uh, Miami twice and the Warriors and the Cavs last night. Like those, those are would be three quality wins against three quality opponents. And uh, I think it's just it's you know it's kind of no, how it goes. And Jason said that too. I think that the fact that if they could have one of those games, if they could have gotten one of those games, which I guess is a nice transition into the refereeing aspect the of things, but. They're with them. They're 500 through 10. After a brutal opening schedule, their right. strength of schedule, I think, still is is among the top in the NBA. And they had a – I think they – let me see. I have it right here. Uh, strength of schedule, according to Tankathon, Sacramento Kings are fourth. They have the fourth most difficult remaining strength of schedule. I think they started with the third. So we've dropped a spot. After that opening, <laughs> opening 10-game stretch, they have dropped one spot. In the strength of schedule. So things don't get that much easier again. It does not. The good news is... At least they play some some bad teams coming up. They do. They have not played the Rockets. They play the Rockets four times. They play the Lakers four times. They play... Which is funny how the Lakers are listed on the easiest opponents. That wasn't supposed to be how things went for the Lakers. And we'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit. But um, back to my point. If they could have stolen one of those games. One of those games against Miami or Golden State. You're looking at a 500 record and four and six, five and five. There's not much of a discrepancy there, not much of a difference. No. But um, things are good. Things are looking up, right? And it's well, we should say they still need to take care of business. Like, yeah, oh, of course. If they lose to the Lakers, if they lose to the Spurs coming up, if they lose to the Pistons, we're going to be back to doom and gloom and, and questioning things. And and let's just hope that we well, don't get there. Let's hope that uh, tomorrow night in Los Angeles, the NBA referees don't take another opportunity to say, hey, the Lakers are struggling. Let's bully on the Kings and make some stupid calls like we've seen the last couple of days in Miami and in San Francisco. So, Do we even really want to do this? I mean, I, I have like a thought. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about officiating, should I just open with the thought? Because I'm like, we don't need to recap. People know. Everyone yeah, knows everyone what happened. Knows. Yeah, exactly. I have just been thinking about the fact, and I think I've said this before, but I need to say it again, that... The NBA is so anti-tanking, and they are so anti—they they, they, they don't want the teams at the bottom to be there on purpose, what have you. Right. They want teams all to try to compete to win, play to win, uh, battle. The Kings have built a team that, in my opinion, is a, is a playoff-worthy, or at least going to be there in the discussion. They've deserved that respect, in my opinion, over 10 games even. They, I think they have, des- they have earned— that respect. And the fact that the Kings have had two games so far that have been just ripped from their hands by the officiating on clear calls. Right. What are we doing? Like you, you don't want teams to tank, but the teams that have been struggling for so long that have been at the very bottom right. in the basement, they're finally starting to peek their heads out and you're just slamming it back in their faces by making these calls. But for what reason? I just don't know. Because what are they looking at? What are they? Like, the, the call for Tower Hero. That referee's right there. And right. Matt Barnes said they're watching the feet on shots like that because they have to determine if it's two or three. Mm-hmm. If you're watching his feet, right. why you wh- should see the shot. You missed that? And then in Golden State, that referee is literally you could probably smell his breath if you're if you're Kevin Herter. So what I just don't really understand that at all either. I think there's always been an unspoken rule about last plays of the game. And I think it goes with they're you know they're looking for entertainment they're looking for like it's it's you're going to have to be very very blatant with something if you're and i would argue that 
maybe the Tyler Hero travel less so, but the clay foul was was pretty blatant, and there was multiple twice. multiple infractions on that twice. single uh, shot attempt, and it looked bad live. Um, I don't. I honestly have no idea what Clay was even doing there. Like, it just let it go to overtime. I, I if saw, he's going to make a fallaway shot going out of bounds from thirty five feet, like let it be. I saw. Um, I saw Warriors fans too like getting on him about that, saying, "What the hell was he thinking? Right. What just let him let him honestly maybe even take it. Just that's what ru- I'm rush at him, contest. The worst that happens is overtime. That's a that shot. It hasn't. I mean." Kevin Hurd is a great shooter, but no chance. Under 10%. No chance that shot goes in. Even if he's uncontested, I feel like. A, a falling away three-pointer from near the side, no. It's not going to happen. So, um, And you saw from Kevin Herter again, like you heard from him, someone who has been playing in a, a, a market like Atlanta that I would say is a large market and a winning market who's made the playoffs the past couple of years. He's come over here and he has noticed a difference mm. in – Foul calls, and he said that he's talked to teammates who he wouldn't name, and I would imagine those teammates would be Sabonis and Barnes. People well, that have played I'd other imagine places. it's it has to be either Fox or Barnes because well, no one else has been here for an extended period well, of time. Fox hasn't played anywhere Maybe else Alex though. Lynn. Fox hasn't played anywhere else though. He said the people that have come right. from other teams have said, right. "Oh, those calls don't happen here." So wouldn't that be yeah. Sabonis and Barnes? Don't you think? For sure, Sabonis. Could be, I would say Barnes probably. Yeah, I would, maybe Alex Land. I know they yeah. have a previous relationship. So, Sabonis got called for a foul where he got hit in the back of the head last night. Right. So right. by Robin Lopez. Right. So the fact that people on on players in the Kings have noticed that calls they got from other team on other teams, right. maybe in Atlanta when. It's nationally televised. Well, and, and Trey gets and, one of the best whistles in the league. Like, yeah, Trey is. Trey gets whistled if he goes in the paint and trips. Now, speaking of that, the the number one thing I got dragged for after pointing out the if the roles were reversing, I I used Steph tweets. I used Steph Curry's name as an example. I said if Kevin Herter was Steph Curry, that would have been a foul. Oh Warriors gosh. fans yeah, lost like, their oh no. minds. Warriors were like quoted I mean, and was like like Steph Curry gets foul calls. Like, Why? I mean, they're delusional. You guys won the game, right? Like Steph does get beat up pretty bad when he drives to the rim, but yeah. he also is a little dramatic. I mean, he so should have gotten tossed for that. He went at the ref so hot the other night. He cornered the referee. And, like, I don't mean to be, like, the – Steph Curry, Steph Curry of all human beings is not going to sock that referee, like, corner him and really sock him in the face. But, like, the referee was backpedaling. Like, no, he yeah. was literally like, whoa, whoa, dude, like, whoa. watch out. And if that's Draymond Green – Oh, he's getting there. He's he's arrested. probably getting suspended. Arrested, right? No, legit. Like he would be like, I am afraid that or, this. I saw the video. Like I know you punch people in this exact way. Yeah, uh, like he would have been gone. I have TMZ, bro. Right, exactly. I have a subscription. So I, it, that was that was insane to me. And I mean, to me, that's where like Steph gets. And also, I mean, we the 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 call that Mike Brown challenged for whatever reason wasn't a foul, and Steph got the benefit of the doubt. It's Steph Curry! Like, Steph gets those stupid three-point and one foul calls all of the time. He got away with the... uh, All of the time. He got away with the shot clock violation. He had the ball in his hand. The travel as well, right. There are multiple things, and and of course the Warriors, they are honestly rising that rank of, like, annoying... Say it. Say it it with your chest, bro. They're so annoying, man. They're They're the worst. They're entitled They're the worst. Entitled. They're the worst. Not I've been a fan. saying this for years now. Ever since, I mean, uh, God bless all all the Oracle fans, all the the Azabuki 
fans, wow. all the Andres Biedrin cheers, Monte Al Ellis, Harrington, Monte, Baron I can Davis. go on and on. Okay, if you're rocking with them since then, I'm not talking about you. But your new fans suck. They're so entitled. They don't understand. Like they're not. Fa- I mean, they're just they're they're bandwagoners, no, and that's they, what it is. Like there's a generation of fans that came up, probably younger than we are. Right. Like a lot, probably like. Kind of just, also, they're, they're new Laker fans. Like it's it is what it like Laker fans were this and still are this obnoxious. But like this is how they become who they become because they're just spoiled by winning. You're complaining about the that fact that you're <laughs> two time so MVP. <laughs> you're two time MVP, four time champion. Gets quote unquote no respect. What the hell are you talking about that though? And and I literally it was you should go look for that tweet because I was talking to Brendan about it. I'm like I cannot believe. That these fans are defending this right now, and they 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 we got bamboozled. Yes, it's also like, and that's the point you're making. It's whataboutism, where it's like, like okay, you're not like your point was if Kevin Herter wasn't a middling player, he would get the call. Instead of saying like, instead of acknowledging your point being correct, they're saying. Well, what about the fact that Steph doesn't get called on X, Y, and Z? It's like you're ignoring the fact that what you're saying is we've see, we see Steph Curry get these foul calls on these three point attempts all of the time. That's why I was saying swap jerseys then right. and see what happens. Right. I mean, it, it honestly, it's the same com- point, but it comes down to right. that. It is. It comes down to that. And Doug said the same thing. Mike Brown has said the same thing. Kevin Herter has said the same thing. For whatever reason, you have to quote unquote earn the refs' respect. Oh, it's just the Kings. Oh, it's just the Kings. It's like they expect them to lose, and that the their their bad calls or their questionable calls aren't really going to matter in the end because the Kings were going to lose regardless. It's, is what I take from it. It's a little brother mentality. The Kings are still a little brother. They're not getting the respect they deserve, right. and that's fine. I, I mean, it's not. It's fine that if outside of this, if you don't look at the Sacramento Kings and go. What the hell have you done for me lately? And like, what what do you have you just done to deserve the respect of other fans from their fan bases? That is fine. Yeah, right. But because the answer is nothing. They are an NBA franchise. Referees are supposed to call the game the both way, but like both right. ways. Right. And it is not that right now. It's just not. And I hate to be the. I really don't like doing that. I, don't I think like, everybody. I don't like complaining about ref. Way, right? I don't like. I hate complaining about officiating, and. I think people just the fact that 2002 is still on all of our brains because it's all that we have. It's literally all that we have, and it's tainted. It's triggering for me to just bring up oh officiating, officiating because in most cases it really doesn't matter. Like you said, every team and every fan base of every sport complains about refereeing or officiating or umpires, whatever. But when you look at what happened for the Kings, how those happened literally on the same the same Same road trip, same road trip. There has to be there had to be a conversation with the league office. There had to be a conversation with somebody. And someone asked Mike Brown, "Can you reach out to them?" And he said, "Well, I don't know. They're going to look at it and say they were wrong, and that's it." And credit to Mike Brown, by the way, though, for not giving a damn about his wallet and just saying, "Oh, they swallowed their right. whistles," because it needed to be said. It needed to be said. I have not seen any suspension or suspension, any fines thrown down for Mike. I haven't either. And it's been someone two days tweeted at me when I. I think I tweeted out, Mike Brown don't give a damn about his wallet. Someone responded and said, you don't get fined if the NBA finds you correct. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that's true. That's what I was told. Time, I was told that was not true. Right. 
And it doesn't seem like it would be true because it doesn't really it a spate, you know, like if but you say something you said it. They must be making exceptions for this because Mike right. Brown is widely respected and they have horrifically blown two he was calls found correct that on dir- both of them. That directly those two plays directly right. determine the outcome of the right. game. The Tyler Hero three, if that gets called for a travel, Kings have the ball right. two seconds, three right. seconds. If, they don't lose. If the Kevin Herter foul gets called, Kevin Herter, who's like a career 85, right. 84% free throw shooter, he's probably knocking down all three. They're going to overtime. Right. Would the Kings win overtime in either of these games? Who knows? Right. But the point is, they have a chance. And that was what Mike Brown said. This, I want us just to have a chance in overtime right. in both games. I want us to have a chance. Right. We don't even get a chance. So it's been very sickening. I think last night's win made this a little bit better because three and seven versus four and six, which could have been even. They could have a winning record right now, for all we know. But four and six through ten, I can live with. It just, if the Kings miss the playoffs, are playing by two games. We know why. Right. And that's happened the past couple of years. They've missed the play, and I think by two games the past right. two, three years. So, like I said, every game matters. We can't, you, you can't sit there and just say, oh, whatever, it's a game in November. No, it's a game you should have had. And it was out of their control, and that's why you can't be mad about them. They played the Miami Heat well. They played the Golden State Warriors well. Right. And when it came down to the final plays of the game, didn't matter because it wasn't in their hands. The ball was taken out of their hands, literally. So I believe the Kings are like four or five and zero oh in moral victories this year. <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> undefeated in moral victories this year. Uh maybe the one defeat that I feel like the Kings took last night. The unveiling of the NBA mm-hmm. Kings City Edition jerseys. They are, for those who haven't seen it, first off, just go look it up because I'm not going to be able to describe it perfectly enough. But they are, uh, I'll call them silver. Silver jerseys, because I wouldn't say they're gray, right? Gray is almost like a um, darker, flat. They they seem metallic almost. They're like metallic. I don't know. Can we call, should we call them gray? I'm going to call them silver. I'm going to say they're silver jerseys with... Sacramento written across and purple and some purple stripings. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they are You and I talked about it I think last week, right? Yeah, they're they're okay. They're fine. They look a whole lot better on person, which yeah. is typically the case. Do I do I love it? No. Definitely don't. I'm love looking it. at even like the city jersey from two years ago. I don't really even think I love that one either. I don't. I, I love last year's. Last year's my yes, favorite. I agree. Really enjoyed it. And this year is kind of, I would say, if I had to rank them, I'd rank last year's number one. Yep. I would rank probably this one. This year's above right. it, the checker. It wins one. by default. By default. I don't like the... the I hated the checker one. You hate you hate the, the light blue, yes, red. The, the black with the... yeah. With that the, was uh, the COVID year. The, right. Uh, right. Tyrese year, which again, yep. what real quick about the studio that we're in. We yep. need to talk to our, our job. There are two Marvin Bagley jerseys. And a there Ty- are two Marvin A Tyrese Bagley. Halliburton jersey and a Rashawn Holmes jersey in here. Right. And Rashawn's still on the team. Yeah, but. this is about to be a cursed, cursed jersey. Yeah, we need to get And this. an A's jersey. Right. They might not even be here in right. Oakland in a year. We need yeah, this some... this is pretty cursed. We need, we need some new stuff. We need some some King right. stuff, Niner yeah. stuff. We need to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I'm interested to see what the other gear is. I don't know if you saw what the other merchandise is. In the I have store. not seen any other merchandise in the store. That's super interesting to me. I don't think, based off of the aesthetic of the the uh, the jersey itself, I can't imagine that the gear is going to be much better. I'd imagine it's pretty much the same thing. Like it's just going to be the jersey put on a hoodie. 
Yeah. Like the same color scheme, the same lettering and all but that. But I enjoy I, I never got around to getting Sacktown merch last year. I really liked it with the quail they probably for the saw S. It. Right. They probably saw it somewhere on the discount. On the store. Yeah, Ross. I would definitely take it right. for a discount. But uh they unveiled it. It looks fine. And that's kinda of where I stand on it. Is that kinda of where you stand too? It's fine. I think it's less than fine, but it's unfortunate that we have to grade it on a curve. And I agree with you that it's probably the second best thing that they've put out. Yeah, like the numbers have like this kind of shading to them. Like it's kind of yeah, they're meant to kind of be like emboldened, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of meant to to pop out a little. Maybe it'll come around if they had a different court to go with it. That's that was a lot of fun back. I, don't, I doubt they will, but right. um, it looks like they do still have Sacktown merch on the website, like from last year. When do you know when they're unveiling this? I believe they're like the first time they're wearing it is is pretty on soon. Sunday. On Sunday. Sunday against the uh, the Warriors. Shout out, uh, everyone should follow at Sack Kings Unis. Yes. Underscore Unis. They're on it. They're on it. Very on it. It has records of, like, all the jerseys they wear. You know, like, if they wear the black jerseys, they're whatever, 0-2, that kind of stuff. Super, super interesting. Uh, and is uh, doing the Lord's work. And here, I can actually, he actually has, I shouldn't say he, uh, Sack Kings Uni actually has what the gear will yeah, look like. Yeah, I was looking at the hoodie. The hoodie right. looks... I would buy more hoodies if they weren't $70, but... I like the shorts, actually. Oh, the hoodies aren't bad. But everybody check it out. Check out the new Kings merch. Kings.com. Right. Um, should we end it with awards? Yeah, let's do it. Let's... let's. Uh, yeah, we can give out some awards. Uh, we will do... Let's start yeah. off with... Let's start with the negative, because I can't really think yeah, we'll, of we'll go much bad. negative, and I think that there is more positive... <laughs> I feel like you have someone on the brain. Sure. Do, do you, <laughs> I didn't, but I, I I just thought well, of it. If it comes to you quick. It's easy. This is very easy, actually, okay. because it's not even a Kings player. It's the referees. Oh. Got to be Coke Machine of the Week. Referees, just absolutely. You, can, you could have put a Coke Machine out there, and they would have swallowed their whistle the exact same in those situations. Uh, and quite, a quarter. Quite literally. Hey, but I'm... All right. Uh, All quite right. literally just... The the uh, the embodiment of what George Carl was saying with the Coke machine. The referees were uh, for the Sacramento Kings this week. Yeah, I mean, I know we've kind of definitely given them their. I wouldn't say flowers. Their the, jabbings. What's the reverse of a flower? A uh, uh, they're they're giving them like their weeds, like of the weeds from the yard, rocks. Yeah, yeah. some rocks, right. some worms. Some uh, right, giving them worms. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we gave them their worms. Um, yeah, I, they're definitely deserving of it. Horrific, a a bad week. I don't know. There will be a two minute report for last night's game, but I'm wondering if there are any missed calls. You said there might have been one missed call, but I don't. I don't know if it was. I think they called it pretty clean. In my, I mean, from my view, they called it. Pretty Which clean. one? Last Sorry. night's game. Last night's game. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was the the challenge call that. Mike Brown couldn't challenge. I'm sorry. The the uh, Harrison Barnes shot that they felt like was uh, they felt like was a shooting foul, right? Was I think was the so. situation, and they yeah. called it on the floor I it should have been an and one, but he kind of gathered. He I I think how, I how, think the referees kind of made the right call. Sure, but how is that not reviewable? I think they said it wasn't reviewable. Right. If it's a whistle, can't you review? Was he in motion, or is that something they're saying? No, it's only if it's a foul or not. not so I if think it's in motion. since. It, yeah, no, I was going to say something that I don't think is correct, so I won't say it, but I was, oh, forget it, I'll just say it. If, <laughs> I was, I'll, uh, just say it. I'll just say it. Uh, 
I think if something isn't whistled as a foul, you can't check if it was a foul. Yeah, that's like the same thing with the herder shot. There right. wasn't a whistle Since blown, the, yeah, so you can't right. challenge it. You can challenge if something isn't a foul or if there's a violation, but I don't think you can challenge something not being called as being called. I, I, I'm not even going to say I'm like 50% sure on I'm not being on something. It just feels right. If that's the only explanation I can think. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. And like you said, I think the referee probably had it right there. And it ended up not, bi- ended up yeah. not biting them in the behind. Right, so. exactly. So, good job, refs. You didn't mess that one good up. Good job. You did, you, did, you did your job. Yeah. Rip the freaking do. Zebras. They're not even zebras, actually. They, they work. They're, right? uh, yeah, I mean, there's... People say zebras, gray. but... That's NFL. They've, ne- they've never worn zebras. Not in basketball, no. No. I think they used to have stripes, actually. Did they? I think they had some, but, like, they weren't, like, like in the tw- NFL like referee, in the black and white. 50s or something? I think more recently. Like Bob that. Pettit? I could be wrong. I feel like I was randomly looking Bob at, Cousy. like, referee jerseys Bob's. the other day. I don't know. I'm naming only Bob. Bob McAdoo. Bob, you know, only uh, Bob Did we do players. King of the Week? <laughs> no. Uh, no Bobs in the Kings, by the way. Um, Bob Woodard, former. There was. Yeah. yeah. There, that's Brendan Nunez's favorite yeah. player, Bob Woodard. Um, my king of the week is Malik Monk. I, I really That's do fair. think he's been I, – I already read his stats off. He's averaged 18 a game over the past week, 50, 50% from the field, 40 from three. He's been the probably the second best distributor on the team thus far. Yeah. Outside of Sabonis, by the way, who's averaging six and a half assists. Um, so strong, yeah, yeah. So strong. That's crazy, by the way. <laughs> the What are they, the Island Boys? The Island Boys. That is hilarious. And then Fox, of course, is like, hey, right. yo, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Uh, Malik Monk, King of the Week. Uh, he's he's earning his his. Uh, it's like with the Yankees earning his pinstripes. I don't I don't know what you call it with the Kings earning your crown. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. There you go. Earn your <laughs> earn your crown. Because everybody knows the two most notable sports franchises in the history are the New York Yankees and the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento so. Kings. They go hand in hand. They do. What are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at Sabonis' numbers just to make sure I that thought you're gonna justified. Play, I thought you were going to play this. <laughs> I should, though. Uh, Sabonis has just been incredible. Uh, I'm looking at his last four games here. 22 points, 25 points, 19 points, 21 points. Uh, he's had at least six assists in all of those games. Has had double-digit rebounds in all of those games, except for last night against Cleveland, uh, who have two massive humans going up, uh, going up there. And I think Sabonis actually did... Uh, a better job of boxing out than actually getting the rebound, which is huge. So yeah, I'm going to give it to Domas, who who has found his form the past week, and uh, and it's it's incredibly encouraging to see. And if if he can be a scorer and a distributor and the team's best rebounder, I think he could possibly be the Kings All Star. Uh, yeah, All Star. Uh, that's participant. That's something people were talking about on Twitter. Is that I think a lot of people are talking about Fox, but the guards are so loaded in the West, and that's a good point. And Demonis Sabonis, 17 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 54% from the field. If the Kings are winning, and they are in a position... Winning. Winning. Charlie Sheen? Yeah. If the Kings Loser. are winning, hashtag winning, uh, come February, Sabonis could be there. He could. He definitely could, and especially... You know, I think that there's I, – I haven't fully mapped out my all-star voting yet, but I think that there is a decent shot that if the Kings are in the top eight in the West, like 
there's a shot that maybe both of them could could earn some all star buzz. Yeah, I, I mean, would be inc- I would be shocked if both of them make it. But you I see think it happen. Both though. will be in the conversation. Darius Garland and Jared Allen, they both right. were not expected to be all stars last right. year, and they both made it. So I think all it takes is a a an interesting year. I mean, if if, if the Kings rattle off five straight wins or something, right. and they're eighteen and and eleven or eighteen and twelve mm-hmm. come January or right. late January, yeah. I think that there is a pretty good argument the Kings would have an all-star or two. Jokic is obviously getting the start at center for the West, but Davis, if he's healthy for right. votes, but isn't it? But tough? if 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 the Lakers suck, I think it'd be tough to give. That's what that's what's interesting to me. Even when the Lakers are bad, though, I mean Kobe's still made the All-Star team. Right. LeBron will One vote be an matter all-star. too. Exactly. Yeah, how much isn't it half the fan vote and coach vote? I think or the starters is all. fans. Oh, it's only starters as fans, yeah. and the rest is all coaches. I right. think. Yeah, starters right. are only fans, and uh, bench is decided by coaches. I believe. Yes, or fifty. I think it is fifty percent. I hope so. Fan voting's a joke, man. Clay was like what right. uh, top? Andrew Wiggins. Five, yeah, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins was starter started. because of K-pop. Did you hear is about that? The- K-pop. So like the Warriors, one of BTS who. Whatever. There's I, we don't need to get into BTS, but one of the BTS members. <laughs> is like an ambassador. What Drake is for the Raptors, some member of BTS is for the Warriors, and he like put on his Instagram like vote Wiggins, and it got Andrew. Wiggins All those as things an you see star. like in every it's like every tweet. Like I always I know what you're talking about though. It's like spam yes. accounts. Yes, I wonder if Elon Musk is going to weed those out. Um, doubtful. Very doubtful. Often as we're sitting, yesterday's going, no, very doubtful. As we're sitting here talking, my sister just sent me a Twitter a Twitter message, and it says "help," and I look, <laughs> I click on it, and it's 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 the Island Boys singing this song. Yes. Are you playing it? The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Watch it so fast, so damn It's so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They got the playoffs. So bona. Okay. They are the playoff bound, yeah. They are the playoff bound, yeah. So are they just going to do this forever? Or are they just going to do cameos and just keep doing? Someone from, literally sent from them what that. I understand, they were charged $180 to record that. You looked that up. Uh, I think on, I mean, yeah, I guess technically. But on, on the podcast, uh, I think it's the Small Ball Pod, which is just some, I, I honestly don't know anything about their podcast, but they, they, paid for like they don't talk they're not just a king's podcast i think they talk about small uh small market teams in the nba and for whatever reason they paid 180 dollars for that cameo honestly it's kind of hilarious <laughs> it's incredible i mean and we're gonna have it the whole year, <laughs> yeah, the all whole year, year and the literally year. we're gonna post it 40 plus times this year because the, the king's herald guys they said hold on we have a breaking news announcement from sacramento please stand by for a report from our men on the scene and it's that it's it's uh Kudos to those guys. Kudos to the Kings Herald for yes. getting, making that happen. Right. Um, real tomorrow, quick. We'll real go quick. Ahead. Yeah. The beam. The beam of light. I'm pretty, on board. Pretty I, cool. I love it now. Pretty cool. I pretty simple. It. I think people have embraced it. I love it that we all can just put light the beam right. after right. every game. <laughs> yeah. Light up the beam. Yes. It's, ho- it's home and row games, too. Every yes. win. Yes. Very true. They light the beam. Also, real quick. Can't planes get hit by that, though, or something? So, Was that your question? No. But okay. that's a yeah. I definitely thought that. I was they like, check with the aviation because right. 
society seems, or whatever it's called. Seems like it could definitely blind somebody. Like the, you can't like it's, a, it's a pretty strong beam of light. It's a laser. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a laser. Yeah, it's it's a freaking laser beam. Yeah. It is. A freaking laser beam. Got somebody arena. Um, <laughs> uh, the Keegan Murray chant. The Keegan Murray on. callback. I How do you feel about it? I, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I think bronchitis. It, I'm bronchitis. I think that it's it's again. I hate to sit on the fence uh, and say it's fine. I think that it definitely last night got. It was the most I've heard fans engage with it. But on op- opening night or when it first was announced, when he first did the key again, it was kind of like people didn't know what was going on. Right. But I think, and sorry to Yogi Ferrell, but I mean, yeah, if this becomes a thing. I mean, no one's gonna remember the Yogi Ferrell. After a while, I'll have to talk vegan. with Moke about it because, like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, it does, like, the Yogi thing works because I don't know, like, it's just Yogi is a fun name and it's just fun. It was cool. It sounded good to just yell, Yogi. And then, like, the Feral wasn't always great, but I liked the, the Yogi yell. just match up, though. It's, Keeg, like, the Keegan like, Murray, they're both four syllables. I just, I don't, it just doesn't sound good. Maybe it's because. Well, Yogi's a fun name. I was going to say, if we want to get into this, Keegan Murray isn't the most sexy name out there. You know, like it's a pretty, no disrespect to all the other 10 people named Keegan, but like, it's just not like, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's not a fun name. Like sitting here is a guy named Chris and Frank, the most common names on the planet. But well, let me tell you, (laughs) it's, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of somebody like... Kevin Herder. I guess that works. Like that works. That's, I don't know. Maybe you should, that does work. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's the only criteria, it just has to work. Maybe it's hate fun. Possibly, it's more just like I don't know. Like, if was Moke not the announcer during like the glory years? Like he had he, such great near, like near the end. The Chris. Like, right. Yeah. Like. I would Mike. much rather him come up with something. In, I just hope it doesn't stick, honestly. I can't do this for the rest of Keegan's career. Yeah. I Yogi also played like I have to say it, 10 minutes a game. I think it's going to stick. I think that the reaction from the fans last night was it was pretty loud. On because he, he got hot. Like he hit four yeah. threes. So on one of them, it was like, whoa, that's I think he noticeable. Hit three and a loud. quarter. Yeah. That was the one. He went on a run. Right. And it was like, okay. They really yeah, are into the Murray. Three in the second quarter. And most Kings fans that are in attendance at Golden One, I think there's a lot of, you know, retention. A lot of people come back. There's a lot of people yeah. that come to each game. Right. And they know what to do. Right. It's not a new crowd every time. So I would like to get a poll. Start a poll. I would. I would like to. Start you a should poll. Uh, on Saturday. We need to start a dialogue. Put a, put a, you should have a poll in the chat for your show on Saturday. I will. I will. Yes. I will. You should do that. You can tune in Saturday at eleven. This is actually Mark's, uh, I was telling Frank and Brendan the other day, this marks four straight days of content for me. So if uh, if you're, for whatever reason, a fan of mine, uh, I will be giving you plenty of content to digest uh, the next four days. Today, obviously, you have this podcast. Uh, I actually think I'm doing Brendan's podcast later today, too. Tomorrow, being Friday, I'm doing Kings pre-halftime and post-game on Sacktown Sports 1140 uh, with G-Man. That'll be a cool opportunity. Haven't had to do that yet. Saturday, you can turn in Kings Weekly at 11 o'clock, 11 to noon. Uh, we will be preview or talking about the week that was uh, and talking also about uh, the Laker game tomorrow and the 
week ahead. Sunday, I will be doing the Sacktown Sports 1140 YouTube post-game recap show. So you can tune in after the Kings-Warriors Full game. slate. I do not get a day off. Quite literally, no days Will you be off. doing the post-game show from the arena? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. That'll be at around 8.30 on Sunday. So yes. uh, stay, stay tuned my, for that. Check out my guy's stuff. Yep. Um, Kings beating the Lakers tomorrow? Oh, I... I almost let you that almost MF let that. fly. <laughs> I really almost let that thing fly. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna should effing this, wash them. This should be the first game that this they, should be an outblow. And LeBron's he left the game last right. night. He has a groin issue. Yep. If LeBron and James isn't playing, not that it even would maybe matter. No, I don't know. I'm I mean, gonna say no. I'm gonna say the greatest player of this generation. It's not would gonna not matter. matter. Not gonna matter. Feels great to say it. It'd be a trap game of all trap games. The Lakers are two and nine. They have a horrible bench. They have horrible everything. They have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, it'd be the ultimate trap game if they lose, and in a colossal disappointment. I actually will be upset. If they I will lose. be incredibly upset if I'll they be lose. very upset if they lose. Definitely tune in on Friday to the post game show because yes. I will not be happy. You're gonna open I it will, with just a rant. I will yell at G Man. G Man. G Man. Tell me what happened. What's there. going on? God. G Man. Like, well, well, fella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Frank, do you have anything? Plug you got articles on the way. You working on anything big? Uh, yeah. I mean, every re- every game. Yeah. I have a recap. Recaps. Uh, there will, are more takeaways nowadays. Correct. There are more takeaway e. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not doing any game stories anymore. I mean, you guys are watching the game. You're right. listening to. I don't need to tell you what happened. I'm just going to tell you some things I saw. What I think. Some interesting facts or stats. Those are in every recap. If you want to check those out, they're on SacktownSports.com. Uh, I will be putting out an article probably after the weekend. Just kind of breaking down this run of games. I want to see what happens against Golden State first. And, uh, yeah, just me and you. We pump out our pod right. and whatever else pops up. But I'm along for the ride. I'm along with, for the ride Good. with you guys this King season. Positivity has crept into the building, and hopefully it stays. You went to uh, Chase Center the other day for the Kings-Warriors game. Yes. How was the food? Fantastic. I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. It was, uh, like, like barbecue. Like, it was, like, pulled pork or something and, like, rolls and, and – a bunch of mac and cheese and salad, and it was just—it was like a barbecue <laughs> situation. It would have been the best. Oh it would have been the best meal we've had at Golden One yet. Not a knock on Golden One, right? Not a knock, but uh, last night was pretty poor. They gave us beef stew yesterday. Be- beef stew is a, t- a tough sell for tough me. Sell. Tough sell. It was beef um, stew and Brussels sprouts. Side note: I'm seeing Black Panther tonight. Really? Kind of forever. Just wanted to share that with everybody. Wow. Haven't been in the movies in a while, so hopefully it's good. Marvel's. I been, heard it was really Marvel's good. been tough. I heard it was really good. I heard it's the best of the phase. I have not seen any of this very, phase. I have not really either. Marvel's been very tough. I'm a Marvel fan, right. and I got to be honest, I've really kind of tuned out the last three months. A year and a half. Really Post-Spider-Man, I've kind of like tuned it out. I watched Spider-Man. Doctor I Strange. Have still have not seen Doctor Fun Strange. On Disney Plus now. Uh, I watched WandaVision. I watched like two episodes of Loki. Good. That's it. Okay. You didn't watch the Eternals. Yeah, didn't finish Loki. Disappointing Uh, that you didn't finish it. Yeah, I heard it was really, 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 really really good. You should finish it. I should. It's also like very important to what's going on. You big She-Hulk guy? (laughs) I I heard that there's a scene where I heard Megan Thee Stallion's in it. Right. I thought it was a joke. I'm like, this is a joke. Right, right. And then I was like, you... Gotta be kidding me, man. Like, come on. What are we doing? 
while we're spiraling here, have you seen the uh, God of War LeBron commercials? Yes. They're so funny. I think those are actually hilarious. hilarious. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> and, who uh, else did it? Uh, uh, I almost called him Steven Seagal. Um, uh, why can I have Pulp Jason Fiction Segal? and oh, John Travolta. Uh, Greece. Yeah, John Travolta. He's bald now, so I'm just like... He is he's bald like, now. Not unrecognizable, but he definitely looks like a different that's person. A, that's a, a choice. He had a good head of hair. He I don't know if it was a choice. Well, I feel like <laughs> when you have that much money, you can keep your hair. That's true. Well, that's I think LeBron. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have hair, but I'm just life. wondering, is it... How does Rogue game work? I don't know. We're, we're going down. Yeah. We're going to get another 20 minutes Give out of this. Give us minutes. Let's talk about... We're going to bring in a hair specialist to tell us about how hair loss works. Um, um, no, we actually need to get out of here. Yeah, we need to get We're going to get in trouble. We are going to get yelled uh, at. For Frankie Cardicelli, I'm Chris Watkins. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, the Sacramento Kings play four home games, I believe, this week, correct? Oh, big homestand coming. Big homestand big coming. Big homestand coming. So uh, you'll probably get multiple episodes from us this week. That's yeah. just a projection, but I could definitely be wrong. Uh, hopefully, I expect. Well, give me, give me a random prediction. Here. Okay, last thing for this episode, yes. we have the Lakers, Warriors, Nets, Spurs, and Pistons. This one, two, three, four, five games. Over the next five games, I don't think you're ready. We'll for record this. before that. But I'm gonna yeah. predict. Yeah, we will. I'm gonna predict three and two. I said four and one. Winning record. I think three and three and two is like what they they obviously should beat the Lakers. You would hope they beat the Pistons. Lakers, you would Spurs, hope they Pistons. Beat the Spurs. Warriors and Warriors, Nets with a toss-up. Yeah, get with, one. Get right. one of those. Get one of those. That's all I'm saying. You, okay. Also, don't preferably the Warriors, honestly. Brooklyn, national TV, Kings traditionally don't play I very well under the lights. They got to steal I one. I want revenge. You cannot go 0-3 when the Warriors are struggling. I mean, I think the Kings – that the Warriors have three wins right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, four, oh, four and seven. Four and seven. We cannot have three of their five wins be against us. It is a perfect opportunity for the Kings to come back and punch somebody else in the mouth. Yeah. And say... Do it. Draymond style. You, you, you messed up. You done messed now up. Now you're going to pay. Yeah. So let's hope they can do that. And the first one of home cooking. Kings have been on the war, in the Warriors' house the, the first two games. It's probably going to be... Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of Warrior fans. Yes. But it'll be a lot of Warriors fans. But... Packed house, nonetheless. Right, it'll feel that much better. So I'll say I'll, I'll join. I'll, I'll go four and one with you. I think they four and one. The TNT game also. The Kings getting up for a nationally televised game. We've seen it happen a lot. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll like, see. Yeah, because I remember. I the I don't know why. I feel like the last TNT game we had was in Arco uh, against the Knicks. That one sticks that was out to me. Awesome. That was the where Rondo had the Rondo that baseline. Yeah, that was sick. Um, I think that was on Rondo. Also, too. could be the Kyrie Irving comeback question mark game. So get ready for that. Circus. No comment. No comment from me either. I'm just saying it could be he he's due to come back, I think, like next game, but I doubt he will yet. So Ben so, Simmons triple double performance. Yeah. Patty, Patty Marvin, Mills the Marvin Bagley return questionable. That will happen on this homestand. Patty Mills will go for thirty against the Kings. Just go ahead and Oh, that pencil that you pen that in. Well, Sharpie that in. Sharpie that Please. in. Tattoo that in. Right. Joe Harris probably too. But four and one. I'll join 4 and 1. 4 and 1. I'll join that. You heard it here you. first. All right. Uh, again, for Frankie Cardicelli, I'm Chris Watkins. Check us out all week long uh, and uh, weekend long. And uh, bye bye.